fine. All right. Okay, let's get started. Um, what we know right now is that everybody has power, which is great news. Um, I want to thank mg and &E and ATC for the work that they've done today. I want to thank the city staff that jumped into action. We had at least 13 departments working uh, and well-coordinated today. I want to thank the county executive and his team. Um, they worked really hard on a number of issues, including emergency cooling centers. Uh, I want to thank the governor uh, for being on call all day and offering any support that was needed. Um, this is what emergency preparedness is all about. Uh, we drill for crises like these. We hope we never have them, but we are ready when we do. Um, I'm going to hand it over to the folks from MG&E and then ATC to say a few words and then the county executive, and then I'll have a few things at the end. So as the mayor said, we have restored all customers who were affected by the power outage earlier today. Um, that is good. I do want to take a moment to thank the mayor, um, city staff, uh, police, fire, county executive, and the governor for their support. We understand the impact that a large-scale power outage has on the community and our community members, and we appreciate their patience in helping work through this with our, our partner, ATC. Um, and so we, at this point, we have uh, restored power to those customers who were affected by it. Hi, I'm Paul Rare with American Transmission Company. A, a very similar message uh, with, with Jeff. I want to thank so much to the, uh, the city entities, especially the, the mayor's office, uh, the fire department for their quick response, police department, uh, other public agencies, and also the public for your understanding. Uh, situations like this on especially a, a hot day are very uh, stressful uh, and appreciate uh, the patience as you work through the situation. Um, and glad to report that as of now, uh, customers have been responded and uh, fully restored. Thank you. Um, I, too, would like to thank the mayor for her leadership today, as well as um, MG&E and ATC and county staff um, and, and other leadership. I'd like to thank the members of the press for getting the word out today. It's been much appreciated. And generally, all of the folks who live around here, everyone did a great job today at checking on their neighbors, at taking care of spreading the word and doing everything they could in their own way to get through this, um, this situation. Um, as, as we've heard, the, the power is back on. We're very pleased that that's going on. We're going to remain on a bit of an alert um, through the night just because it is so hot out. Um, we are at 5 o'clock. The Coliseum will be opening as a Red Cross cooling shelter, and that will stay open overnight just as a backup in case anyone needs it. Um, today, county staff has been out checking on frail and elderly. Um, working to make sure that people get to places where they can get cool and that they're okay. Um, so far, as far as we know, there have been no injuries, no serious incidents due to this outage. And again, we certainly attribute that to the community coming together uh, the way it has. The County Emergency Operations Center will be staffed tonight and will be a standby team on ready just in case. And the 911 Center is preparing to leave the backup 911 Center and go back to the City County Building. Um, shortly. Thank you. All right, so I just want to recap. Uh, I think everybody knows what happened, but just in case, um, we started this morning at about 7.41 a.m. Uh, with a call about a commercial explosion, right? That was the substation explosion at the main plant on uh, East Main. Firefighters were on scene within minutes, and they coordinated with MG&E. No one was injured. 
Um, MG&E had to de-energize their system. Uh, once they did, our crews dealt with that fire in a matter of minutes. Uh, once uh, they did apply both uh, water and firefighting foam to control the fire, put out the main fire. The fire is out by 11.30 a.m. Um, and we have now handed the scene back over to MG&E and to the DNR. The DNR was there to mitigate any potential hazards. Um, the, uh, you know, throughout the city, there were a number of facilities that lost power um, during this situation, um, but not all of them. And in particular, I want to highlight that the downtown central library never lost power, hosted more than 60 visitors from the um, Beacon Day Shelter. Um, they enjoyed sandwiches and water donated by local businesses. Um, and I, so I want to thank everybody who made that possible and the volunteers that worked on that. Um, and then I do, because we still have a, a very high temperature outside, so we're still in a, a heat emergency situation, I want to make sure that folks understand again um, how important it is to stay cool. Um, so the coal center did close at 3.30 p.m., um, but as the county executive said, the Coliseum will be open overnight uh, starting at 5 p.m. as a cooling center. Um, if the power does go out overnight, which I'm sure it won't, but just in case, it pays to be prepared, uh, and anybody does need to get to the Coliseum uh, as a cooling shelter, Metro will establish bus pickup spots uh, and a schedule and post that information on the city's website, Metro's website, and on city social media. Um, if folks are concerned about pets in the case of a lost power, the Dane County Humane Society will work with us to take care of pets overnight um, for anybody that does need to go to the Coliseum. Uh, people can drop off their pets until 7 p.m. at the Dane County Humane Society. Now, we did have a number of people who lost power throughout the day, and that means that they may have lost refrigeration. Um, and so folks need to be sure that they are aware of food safety um, if food was in a non-running refrigerator for more than four hours, or if it has an unusual odor, color, or texture, or if frozen food has thawed, uh, people should dispose of that food. Um, so please be safe um, and be aware of the impact of uh, the loss of refrigeration. I want to say just a few words about, uh, you know, sort of additional um, wrap-up of the incident. Um, everybody saw the large plumes of smoke from the fires. Um, our air quality index is still in the green, uh, but it's, it's at the top end of the green approaching yellow. Um, but we think that that elevated level is most likely about the weather uh, because the smoke from the fires was very limited uh, in duration and probably hasn't impacted air quality. Um, I also want to talk about water quality. Uh, we did need to use firefighting foam um, on the substation. Um, uh, that foam is often associated with the contaminants known as PFAS. It's unclear whether that foam used actually did contain PFAS, and it is being tested. In the meantime, we took immediate steps to lessen the spread of both water and foam from the fire uh, and the oil, and there is intensive remediation occurring now. Um, so we have at two in, in environmental engineering farms on site. They have removed hundreds of gallons of water from the storm sewer in different areas, um, and they're working with the city uh, engineering and the DNR. 
um, to do additional testing, uh, and the city proactively installed barriers in our uh, stormwater runoff system um, to make sure that the runoff from the site did not reach into our surface water systems. We'll also be doing uh, soil testing and possibly remediation, um, and we'll continue to work between our engineering department, uh, MG&E, ATC, and the DNR to make sure that we're remediating any issues out of this situation. Uh, I just want to reemphasize again, it's very warm out there. Um, so uh, if folks need to use the cooling centers, they should. Um, uh, best way to stay cool, unfortunately, is to be in air conditioning. Um, and there's a number of places where you can go, including now the Coliseum, but also our libraries, the senior center. Um, folks should limit their outdoor activity and make sure to hydrate. Um, and again, I think, as the county executive said, Everybody did a really good job of staying connected and checking on their neighbors. We're going to ask folks to continue to do that through the evening and make sure particularly folks who are vulnerable, um, young people, seniors, uh, folks with limited mobility um, are okay as we expect the temperatures to be very warm overnight. Um, and again, just in general, want folks to stay up to date. Um, I want to thank the media as well for helping us get information out. Um, you can follow the city uh, at City of Madison on Twitter uh, and on Facebook, and we will continue to have our special website up, cityofmadison.com slash power outage, where we'll continue to post any updates that people might have. All right, we'll take a few questions if you have them. How long until you guys maybe know the exact cause of, of the fires and the explosion? That's unknown at this time. We've been focusing our efforts today on safely bringing the system back um, and getting customers back into the system of strength. And we are now starting our investigation as to what that will be. I'm Paul Rare with American Transmission Company. Is there any indication, though, that the heat may have played some kind of factor? No, we have no indication of that whatsoever. In fact, we believe that heat was not an issue. The temperatures this morning at the type of the incident were just below 80 degrees, which is very typical for the Madison area. So how can we make sure that this never happens again? Uh, we're dealing with mechanical type issues, so it is possible these types of things happen. They are very rare in nature. Um, with any piece of mechanical equipment, they are subject to uh, failures at times. There was a, there was a somewhat significant uh, downtown outage about nine days ago. Uh, did that involve the same equipment? No, there, this did not have any, any impact on one or the other. It was different equipment, a different situation, and different outage. Has this ever happened to your equipment before? I know you said it hasn't happened to yours. No, not to my knowledge. Following on um, the MGE website about the number of customers without power, it fluctuated quite, um, quite widely throughout the day. Was that um, a part, I mean, were people gaining power than losing power again? And could you speak to that process of getting customers um, you know, back to power? Yeah, so anytime we have a large scale outage like this, our website is as up-to-date as it can be, but sometimes we are, are getting information in and posting it as quickly as possible. So that was part of that fluctuation. We did have some customers who experienced a power outage earlier today. And then if you recall earlier, we talked about we brought power back to some of those customers. We were able to do that. Um, it was in a system configuration that is not normal. As we were transferring them back to their normal configuration, some customers experienced a second power outage. And that's what the, the second uh, impact of that was um, later this afternoon, and that has all been restored. Are you guys still asking people to conserve power? 
Um, we are not. We, we, we always ask people to conserve power and use energy wisely, but as a result of this, we are not asking anyone to do anything other than they do on a normal day. Can you talk about the steps that you guys have to go through now and like try, try to figure out how this happened? Sure. So the next steps we have are, given the system is strong right now, is to be working on uh, cleaning up the site additionally, uh, further strengthening the system, um, working with the, the crews on um, all mitigation measures. We're then also going to then be doing a detailed assessment of the equipment that failed, which is a standard practice we have to uh, learn from that, see what other equipment might be susceptible. And, um, other agencies or does this falls solely on you guys to do the investigation? It falls solely on us. Yes. And so, do we think that the two fires were related? I know you talked talk about that the last press conference. The, the two fires? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so there was one at the uh, the Blount Station. That was the, the first one that was out there. There was a second fire that was at the uh, East Campus substation. Um, those two substations are electrically connected, and based on the data that we have for the day, uh, we are uh, confident that the um, issues at this second substation are largely indicative of being a result of the uh, um, extensive damage at the first site. You're going forward, does this affect your capacity to serve here as we continue in the summer, the fact that you had damaged equipment through a significant incident? Um, we've been doing studies throughout the day. Uh, we have very hot temperatures the next couple of days. We believe that we are in good shape to be serving the system for the next days. We're continuing to look throughout the summer, and uh, we have no indication to believe that we're not going to be able to serve load throughout the summer. I'd just like to add on that. We, from a transmission perspective, we do that, and then ATC does that. From a distribution system perspective, we do that as well, and we also don't see any issues from a distribution system perspective. substations you guys have throughout Madison and does it change maybe the strain on the other substations since they were you guys were down to there's approximately 20 substations in the greater uh, Madison area um, it changes the flows throughout the system, but the system is also designed to be in a situation where the substations can back each other up. In the state that we're in right now, uh, we are serving load and we are co confident in the ability to meet the, uh, the load expectations for today and the days to come. Um, that being said, we are further looking to take the equipment that was damaged and further strengthen the system to add more robustness to the system. We have viewers reporting right now that their power is out again. Uh, is that something you guys are aware of? I don't know if that was from the earlier incident that happened uh, as we were restoring power um, or if it's right now. I have not heard about it since I left the office, no. I, I do just want to comment. Um, so Paul talked about 20 substations. Those are substations that are, that are transmission and distribution substations. We also have additional substations in the distribution network, so the number is more than 20 from a distribution system perspective. I'm sure our crews are aware of that. I have been here, so I'm not aware of it personally, but we will look into that and find out what this situation is. Well, you know, you had talked, Jeff, about this change in the delivery and that impacted some folks having a second outage. I mean, is that potentially going to happen through the evening? Uh, we would not expect it to happen through the evening. Once we're up and stabilized, we would not expect that to happen.
All right. So I just want to emphasize again um, that, you know, this is why we plan, um, so that we can be ready when something happens. And uh, I think from that perspective, although, of course, it's never uh, good to have people without power, uh, I think that we saw everybody really jump into action and do the best they could to resolve the situation. As you heard the county executive say, um, their emergency operations center will be open through the night. Uh, city emergency operations will be uh, here until we're not needed anymore um, to make sure that, again, all of our critical facilities uh, are operational and that our vulnerable populations uh, are in good shape uh, or know where they can go to get the services that they might need. Uh, I want to emphasize again that I think uh, our biggest concern is the temperature um, and so that people really should make sure that they're taking care of themselves in this heat, that they're checking on their neighbors, that they're staying as cool as they can. Um, and again, we will continue to update you um, through the website uh, cityofmadison.com slash power outage um, when we get more information. Thank you. Becoming seriously ill because of this? No, we have no indication, and we actually have been talking to the hospitals. Um, we don't have any indication that there's any um, serious impacts from this outage, other than obviously the, the interruption of business. The map is now saying that there's 3,000 people without power. Uh, how? Right. So we're going to let these folks go back and do their jobs, um, and again, they will continue to update. Um, through their website and social media. We will continue to update through our website and social media. Um, and at this point, we're not planning another press conference, but if that changes, we will let you all know. Thanks for coming.